Hey there, welcome to the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com's Pittsburgh Steeler Power Half-Hour Podcast. I'm Chris Pugh. I got Joe Frost with me. Paul Yanchek is off for the night. Joe, how's it going tonight? Oh, it's a good night to be talking Steelers football. Yeah, it always seems to be. Um, <laughs> and speaking of the Steelers, uh, their new quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, um, he came from the Northeast Ohio area. And full transparency, I used to work up there. At the Willoughby News Herald, um, you know, Mitch uh, was a quarterback in the Menor area, part of the News Herald's coverage area, mm-hmm. and the sports editor at the time, still the sports editor, my former co-worker, Mark Podolsky. I got him on the podcast tonight. Mark, haven't talked to you for a while. It's great to catch up with you. How are you tonight, Mark? Doing well, doing well. It's uh, it's an interesting time in Cleveland, talking quarterbacks, and I'm sure... <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm it's sure. an inter- interesting time everywhere talking about this offseason. And uh, and I'm sure it's it's been interesting. I you know, before we start talking about Mitch and his ties to Minner, what has the reception been? I really have engaged what the reception's been in Pittsburgh about Trubisky. You know, is he pencil is he penciled in as the guy? There's, they got him at a reduced rate. They didn't have to pay a ton for him. I right. think it's about seven and a half million a year. So the conventional wisdom is, hey, you're paying him more than Mitch, uh, Mason Rudolph. So he's coming in as the odds-on leader. So I would say unless he does something to really screw himself up, they're going to start him at quarterback. But the door is always open. If Mitch comes in and just flops, yeah. you know, they'll go with Mason. But the way I look at Mitch, and we're going to talk about this, is I'm hoping he at least can be a game manager quarterback. But I still think he's got some potential to, to flourish there. We just don't know, and that's the the big question we've got. Um, yeah, but I think people are positive about him. I think some people are still looking at his time in Chicago and going, oh, crap, now the Steelers are facing Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, she's um, uh, Joe Burrow, I almost forgot his name. And, yeah, that you know, guy. Not that to, he yeah, got that. Not that Mitch <laughs> Trubisky is awful, but I think there's a little fear in a quarterback dominated league like the NFL's gotten. You know, with Ben Roethlisberger, even though Ben was not the typical Ben over the past couple of years, you always looked at Ben saying, you know, he's giving him a chance to win. Not quite sure Stewart fans can say the same thing about Trubisky. And because the AFC North really blew up quarterback central wise, people are saying Hopefully they made the right decision because the fear is he just isn't up to level these other quarterbacks. Well, I mean, that might be a little bit of the fear, but I think the bigger fear on that end was that they were going to be stuck having to start uh, Mason Rudolph. And that was much more of a concern. So the fact that there's any kind of relief from the fear of having a a Mason Rudolph led Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, (laughs) they're breathing a little bit easier, even though there's still some question marks. And I think there was all kinds of wild rumors. You know, like there was some joking back and forth saying, well, Aaron Rodgers seems to, you know, have winked at Mike Tomlin when they played last year. Does that mean Aaron Rodgers might want to go to Pittsburgh? And then people were trying to link Russell Wilson with Pittsburgh. There was actually some decent rumors out there saying Deshaun Watson at the beginning maybe a preferred Pittsburgh. But the Sewers didn't want to mess with the convictions and everything else, so they said no. Um, been but, there, done that. Don't yeah. want to do it again. Yeah, really. <laughs> but I think where they were happy with Trubisky is they really wanted to protect their draft assets. And the thing I think they liked about Trubisky is you could sign him. You don't have to 
trade draft picks for him. It's just you sign him as a free agent, you go with it. And I think they got him a nice quarterback friendly deal. But you know, Mitch Trubisky was interesting because even though I was out of the News Herald at the time that Trubisky played in the area, you know, I still like to check in on how Mark was doing and everybody else. And I started to read about this Menor team that was scoring 60 points a game, and Trubisky was part of that. What kind of stuck out for Mitch as a high school player? Because it was just a dominant offense back then when he was leading Menor. Yeah, I mean, so they put Mitch in as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And his first game ever was against St. Edward, who, you know, yeah. St. Edward is, is a Division One power in Cleveland as well. And they played that game at Brown Stadium. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were trailing, I think, 21 to nothing. And he came in there, and I think they tied the game late in the game at 21 21. But then, they, you know, they lost late. But that was like the first sense that you could see that there was something special. I mean, if you watch him now, like, he, it's the same thing back then. He's, he can run around the pocket, pocket, he had a really good arm. And, you know, he doesn't get rattled, you know, and he's he's just a confident kid. And back then, I mean, it was like watching, like, you know, the run and shoot back then. It was just crazy yeah. uh, how, how talented he was. They had a lot of great receivers. And, I mean, you just saw it. I mean, it, the kid could do anything. Like, he, he was so confident. He, he made so many great plays. The thing that really stood out to me was by the time he was a senior, they played St. Ed again uh, in the regional semifinal, which would have been like the second round of the playoffs. And they played St. Ed, who was number one ranked team in the the state of Ohio, undefeated. And Manor's defense wasn't great. And it was 50 (laughs) – it was – at one point it was 56-35 they were losing – in the middle of the third quarter and Menor scored the last 28 points of the game and won 63-56. I mean, it was, it was like, it was, it was vintage Trubisky. I think he threw for like 450 yards, four touchdowns, ran for about 125 yards, scored two more. I mean, he just did everything. And he, I mean, I think he, he's clinched. He won Mr. Football that year, but you saw it all, you know, you saw that total package in control, never really rattled, and it was it was a great performance. I mean, you could you could just sense this kid. By the time he was a junior, you could sense this kid was going to be really special. But again, you know, he got hurt by the recruiting game. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State wanted him, but they took. Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the quarterback. Oh. The, the kid before Haskins. Um, Barrett? J.T. Barrett, maybe? Or? Yeah, Barrett. Okay. And they took Barrett instead, and, you know, he had to, quote, settle to yeah. go down to North Carolina, and he had to wait his turn down there. And, you know, he had a, he had a solid year, but, you know, you could just sense. I mean, it didn't take much. To, you could just watch this kid, and you knew this kid was going to be something special. And he developed in North Carolina. I think, like... You know, like you said, he had to wait. I think he had a decent year, but his final year at North Carolina was the year he really flourished. Yeah, he had. To, we had to wait two full years. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. three. He redshirted, and then he wait. He had to wait two more years after that, and 
I, uh, you know, I talked to people that knew knew him. He was seriously considering transferring. There was a crazy rumor he was going to transfer to to John Carroll. You know, oh, wow. and, and you know, I was like, you know, I couldn't really confirm that, but I, I think it was there was maybe something to it, and um, he stuck it out, and you know, he he made the most of it. I mean, going from you know not starting to the number two pick in the draft, he it worked out well for him. And you know, it's funny because that was a year. Um, Mahomes went after you know Trubisky, and there was another guy yeah. who ended up. Who was the other guy? I'm I'm blank on his name now. That went after Trubisky. That that wasn't Deshaun Watson's year. I think that was the year no, before. No, yeah, no, Watson was in the same draft class. Yeah, yeah, and you know Watson, Watson and Mahomes kind of went late, early teens, I believe, in terms of draft, and Trubisky went. I, I think it went. I think it went Mahomes ten, and okay. then I think think. Then I think Watson went like twelve. I think twelve or thirteen. Yeah, because I think the Browns picked like the pick before, and there was always that. No, no, the Browns traded the pick where they, the they pick. got Watson. Okay, yeah. It was funny because going to that year, if I remember right, there wasn't any superlative said about the quarterbacks. What do you think made Trubisky that pick by Chicago? Because nobody knew that. You know, I, I think Watson went a little bit later than people thought. Nobody knew Mahomes was going to be what Mahomes was. But I think there was a little surprise Trubisky was the top drafted quarterback that year. Um, you said you went to the pro day. Um, obviously, you were yeah. following him because he's from your area. What do you think made Trubisky stand out above a, a Mahomes or a, you know Deshaun Watson? Matt, you know, it, this is a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You look back at it now. Yeah. I mean, hard to look back now and say I know. this is the clear reason why that was. A I, I, you know, I can't give you a definitive reason. I think there were some questions with maybe Mahomes and that offense they're running at Texas Tech, right? You know, it was kind of like, yeah. God, they were throwing it 60, 70 times a game. Like, you know, can that type of offense translate to the NFL? And of course, you saw that Watson was the one where I thought. Yeah, he dropped a lot. I, I didn't understand why he didn't go higher. In yeah. my opinion, I mean, he was he was everything you could want in a college right. quarterback. You know, Mitch. Mitch was just real steady. I think what I think to me what I think distinct. I think one team fell in love with them, the Bears. Yeah, because you saw what they did. They were third picking that day, and they went from third to second. Yeah. So you know they must have really been head over heels in love with Trubisky and. That's really the only thing I can think of, right? Because why would you go yeah. from three to two unless they thought you know someone was going up to get Trubisky, too? I remember there were some rumors that the Browns were talking about Trubisky. Yeah, uh, but, yeah there's some people saying, Miles, bring him home, yeah. They took Miles Garrett, and why? I, I don't, you know, I couldn't tell you. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I, would any other team have picked him at two? I don't know, you know. I think it, I think it might have been just the Bears just really fell in love with this kid. You know, I've read a lot of reports where like the GM loved them, the coach loved them. I mean, that that might have just been it. That one team was really just smitten by him. Well, I think possibly that the the whoever had the second pick, I don't remember who it was, was open to dealing it. San Francisco, I think. So they were yeah. trying to avoid somebody else jumping them. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, you know, like yeah. you know, they were so smitten by him. They're like, we got to get this kid. And you know, yeah. they gave up a lot 
I mean, think about it. All those guys, they're not there anymore, you know? Yeah. I yeah. will say this about Trubisky, and people, you know, he got a raw – I think he got a raw deal in, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. The kid, he won 29 of six of, of 50, 50, 50 starts. Yeah. Yeah, and that in that town with that offense, it wasn't like a vintage offense out there, and it's it kind them, of a mess. Yeah, and he took them to two playoffs. They won a division title. They were twelve and four one year. They were a, a doinked field goal from making the uh, the champion or going to the division around. You know, I don't know. I mean, but we'll we'll see. I am really going to be really just really interested to see how he does. Because he's well, enough, he's enough totally flying under the radar. No one's going to be talking about right. right. All of the big the big deals are in in so many other oh, cities. Cleveland, Cleveland yeah, no, I mean, no no exception me. there. But I mean, I, that's what I'm kind of hoping for as a fan watching everything from the outside. That that's this sleeper choice. They're probably going to the- they, they picked him up, and I think they're going to go. They they were in a pretty good position last year with better quarterback play. I think there's a there's a lot of positives in here. They're probably going to be picked fifth or, or fourth in the league, right? Or the division, I would think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I'd say it, but probably. Yeah. You got to think Baltimore or the Bengals are going to be the one or, one or two. And then people are just going to look, as long as Watson's playing, you're probably going to have to pick the Browns over the Steelers. I mean, that's. I'm just talking about what I think the national pick, media will pick. Yeah, the picks ahead yeah. of time. Sure. You know what I, mean? I, I think. I think that there's going to be a lot of times when, you know, star power being what it is and picking head to head and where the, where the darlings are. Sure. Uh, But I think when it actually comes down to on the field play, I think they're going to be in a lot more games than people might be giving them credit for right now. Well, and picking Cleveland's going to be such a crapshoot because it all depends on, I mean, we're assuming Watson's going to get suspended in some way. How long is that suspension? Well, no, I'm saying, I'm I'm assuming if he plays. Right. 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 If he doesn't play, all bets are off. Like you're, yeah, <laughs> if you're if you're throwing Jacoby Brissett out there, good luck, you know. Right. Well, and, and all Baker Mayfield thing has not been resolved too. Still so not play. resolved. Good grief. We'll see how that goes too. What there's, a mess. There's been a ton, you know, written about Trubisky's son in Chicago, and if we went all into this, we could be talking for the next eight hours just on Trubisky in Chicago. Let me ask this in a different way because everyone's talked about, you know, was it Matt Nagy's fault? Was it Trubisky's fault? Do you think Trubisky has the opportunity to go back to where he was drafted? Because, as you said, he scored 60 with a game with Menor. He had a high-powered offense with North Carolina. I'm not saying he's going to be Mahomes, but, you know, a lot was written about last year in Buffalo. I mean, a lot of people said, wow, he really matured. He, he kind of felt that under Brian DeBall, who was a good offensive coordinator, Josh Allen, who's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL now. I'm Maybe it's too much to say is he going to be Mahomes, but do you think he can get back to that promise that he came in the league with? Well, okay, let's, let, let's, let's, let's reel it back. He's the number two pick. Mm-hmm. He starts for, what, three, four years. And he's basically, he's basically thrown to the curb, right? Yeah. So, so he's humbled. And he just recently got married. Him and his wife are having a child. So he's he's like anybody else, right? He's grown up. He's matured. He's learned a lot. I mean, you know, you, 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 you kind of have to take a hit with your ego. You're going to be a backup. 
I think he threw five or six passes at maybe maybe ten. I, it was like the, Jared Allen doesn't leave the field. You know what I mean? He didn't see yeah. any action oh, yeah. except for like a couple games. So, you know, I think he's going to be determined. I, I I think he's going in there with a chip on his shoulder to say I'm better than this. Yeah. So that's a plus for the Steelers. I mean, look, he's going to a winning organization. You know, you go to a team like the Bears were a mess. You, you know, you go to the mm-hmm. Browns, what they were three, four years ago, they were a mess. I mean, people can argue they're still a mess, right? You know, and mm-hmm. when you go to a winning organization, that's a big plus. I mean, that's going to be mm-hmm. huge for Mitch, I think, that having that professionalism that, you know, under a guy like Tomlin who's won a Super Bowl. I mean, if he just kind of just takes the lead from everybody else, the guys like T.J. Watt and, you know, Cameron Hayward, those kind of just follow those guys. You know, Mitch is not a guy that he's a rah-rah kind of guy. He's not that kind of guy. Yeah. And, you know, he but he's going to go in there and he's going to work his tail off. And I don't think he's going to go out there and throw four you know, 4,500 yards and yeah. 35 touchdowns. But I think somewhere in the 3,000 range and 25 touchdowns, I think he could do that. And if he does that, I think they'll be in the mix. I mean, yeah. well, it, I, it's hard to it's hard to put expectations on him. I mean, look, his best year at Chicago, I think he threw for about mid-3,000 yards and about 24, 26 touchdowns. He's a very underrated runner. Yeah, which I don't know if you guys know that. Like oh, yeah. he can scramble around and get some yards and score some touchdowns mm-hmm. that way. Well, it's it was was the Steelers' new offensive coordinator. They're really needing a mobile quarterback. That that was kind of what started to create that mess that their offense was in last year. Ben wasn't that. You know, Ben was way too old to run around. And, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they're saying Trubisky at least fits the mold of what the coordinator is looking for in terms of his running ability. So very good. Um. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I, I'm feeling okay. And honestly, Mark, if he doesn't become a turnover machine, I'm happy because they got a good defense. If they don't turn the ball over, you can win games that way. I look at a Neil O'Donnell. Neil O'Donnell was never a fantastic quarterback, but for the most part, take away that Super Bowl that lost to the Cowboys, he didn't turn the ball over. And he, he became successful. They made some deep playoff pushes, and they went to Super Bowl one time with him. So if he, even if he could be that Neil O'Donnell type, it could be a Super Bowl contender. Who knows? You know? Well, you know, Mitch Mitch has been known to kind of throw some head scratchers yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, where, what are you doing with that? But I think I think maybe work, you know, watching and working with Jared, um, with Allen out there in Buffalo, the, that's going to help him because that guy is, boy, that, that guy has turned into be a fantastic quarterback in uh, – We'll see. You know, I mean, um, it's I, I really can't. hard to. Th- it's 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 hard to. It's going to be. First of all, it's going to be interesting just to watch him in that yeah. uniform. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, guys. I tweeted out when he became a free agent at the end of January, when the league became, you know, you could become, you know, all these guys became free. And I actually tweeted. I said, I think he's going to go to Pittsburgh. So I just had a feeling that he was going to yeah. go there. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and I keep hearing from people I listen to, don't look at him from Chicago. A lot of people are saying he's reformed. He's kind of 
got a better head on his shoulders. Like you say, he got married. Um, he's going to have a kid soon. But also, that year with Duvall and Allen really helped him out. Yeah. And if he came straight from Chicago to Pittsburgh, maybe needs a year or two of seasoning. But they say, hey, that could help. All right. Well, hey, thank you, Mark. Hang on for a second. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about um, what could be the most intriguing story in the NFL this season. What's going on with the Browns? So hang on with us. We'll be right back. Thanks for checking our show. Also, stay tuned later on for Accenture's show. Uh, we're going to be talking with a guy from OddsCheckers.com. He's going to reveal um, over-under tools for the NFL teams this year. So check out the Accenture's show. And we're back here on um, the Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, as well as the Ohioan Network. Um, I'm Chris. We've got Joe with us and Mark Podolsky, the sports editor of the News Herald. Uh, you know, be sure to listen to the first part of the show where we talk about Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Mark covered him in high school. But one you know, it's Northeast Ohio. News Herald covers the Cleaver Browns, and I know – we're not fans of the Cleveland Browns here in Steelers country, but it's going to be fascinating. Um, they made that big move for Deshaun Watson. Obviously very controversial. He's still facing 22 uh, charges. It doesn't look like he's going to be convicted, but there's all kinds of civil suits. Mark, you were saying the other day it was definitely a head-scratcher. Um, it's been a couple of days since we talked to us. What, what's the latest thought you have on what's happening over there? I, in, in, craziness i mean you know <laughs> i I'll, I'll never forget i'm just sitting here working and then this is two days after he declared he meaning watson that cleveland was off the table and then uh, adam Schefter tweets i'm sure you guys saw the tweet yeah. oh in a stunning change of heart or you know stunning change of uh your checking account i mean <laughs> they they say the he wants the he wants Cleveland. I mean, my my thought was they guaranteed the money, and that was the ultimate thing with him. Uh, I don't think he had any sort of uh, package like that in terms of the, the I mean, two hundred thirty million guaranteed. I mean, that's just my thought is. I hope they're right. They better be right yeah. because this is going to be something that's going to cripple that team i mean 230 million dollars guaranteed i i but you look you look you talk about a a ownership that is just desperate to do anything to try to win a super bowl yeah and you look if you're the browns you're never going to get a guy like this unless it's because of this situation or you draft him because you're never going to get a a you never he's you're never going to sign a guy like this and at this point, you really can't sit around and hold your breath on drafting a guy like this. You've no, had too oh, many. Yeah. You've had yeah. too many shots at it. No, and then, <laughs> and then you know, then you still got Mayfield in the mix. I mean, I, I don't know what they're doing with that. I mean, they, they've kind of, I, I think they've kind of killed themselves in terms of trying to get any kind of value now with Mayfield. I mean, if you're a team, you're going, why, why would I trade for this guy? They, they got to release him. Yeah. Yeah, you you've already yeah. demonstrated how little you respect this player, and oh, how much how yeah. how desperate I mean, you are to replace him with somebody else. Obviously, he doesn't have any value to you. That no. you're willing to eat this contract. Well, and you're <laughs> yeah. running you're running out seats in the NFL where he can go. I mean, I, I still think Mayfield has the potential of 
having oh, some if, value of being a quarterback. If, when he gets out there, he's going to get yeah. signed by somebody. I'm telling you. And especially if he doesn't, if it's not a trade situation, right. where yeah. got that contract yeah. hanging over, he's going he's going to get snapped up and probably end up in a situation kind of like Trubisky was last year. You know, a really nice backup position that's going to give him the ability to heal physically, heal emotionally and mentally after what he's gone through with the Browns ownership. Uh, and then be in a really good position once seats start to open up after that point. I now, still think there's some spots open for him, though. Like, there's still some teams that need some quarterback. I think Seattle – doesn't Seattle still need a quarterback? Well, they say they're, they're – They got uh, Drew Locke, which they said they're, they're going they're to They're happy with Locke, but, you know, yeah, we'll see. you're always happy yeah. with the guy you have signed. Right. Well, there's also been some rumors saying, hey, does Pittsburgh give uh, Baker Mayfield a shot? I think the price has to be right. But like you said, if he becomes free, I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to get $30 million a year, but I think he's going to get more than minimum contract. Because like you said, yeah. I think there's some teams that would pay money, maybe not a lot of money, but they're, they're going to pay more than minimum. I could say probably at least eight ten million. I, I would yeah. imagine. Just a guess. I was um, even interested in the story that was talking about him going down to Tampa Bay to back up Brady. Yeah, because if Brady has one more year now, is, is that is that is that a given? He's going back to Tampa. That's what he says. Yeah, that's what he claimed. But you know, breaking news, and actually, this came across the wire. Think about eight forty. Arians retired tonight. Yeah, which is wild. I saw that. Yeah, well, I missed that. Yeah, oh, he, he's going well, to the fr- front, office. front office. Yeah. And Tom Bowles is a very well-respected coach. Because my first thought when I read the tweet is, like, who the heck's going to coach the Buccaneers? But, you know, Tom Bowles, a lot of people like the guy. And, you know, he was the defense coordinator, and now he's going to be the head coach, which which makes sense. And I think it was orchestrated, and I think it was good. Um, are you hearing – and I agree with your assessment of Mayfield. Are they anywhere close to trade? I mean, we're taping this Wednesday night. Who knows what happens Thursday? I haven't heard anything. Okay. I, I mean, like I said, I don't know why a team would even. Right. I mean, like you, I. The the smart move is just to sit back and wait now. If I'm looking yeah. for a backup quarterback or from, from Seattle, and I think I think Baker could be my guy in the fall. Just wait. I mean, there's no. I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't unload anything for for him. Is there any chance? This is a silly question, but you know. Let's assume Watson gets suspended for six games or whatever. Do you keep Mayfield for the first six games oh, and say, hey, he might give you a better chance of winning some games than Brissett if he does really well? Obviously, you got to go back to Watson. Look, if, if the Browns out. keep him, he has two options. Play for the Browns or decide he's not playing and he gets paid nothing this year. Yeah. You're forfeiting yeah. your contract. I mean, he's if he they don't trade him, He'll probably show up and carry a clipboard and make eighteen million dollars. Well, the fascinating thing—I can't believe this will happen—but can you imagine if they give it to Mayfield? He balls out. He, he, he starts playing great, and you know, you know, they have to go back to Watson. Hey, stranger things say, have happened in right. Cleveland. True. That's I mean, true. I'm not, I'm not ruling out anything. Right. I mean, the, my thing is like the way they've handled this thing is just, you know, it's it's. Horrible. It's, it, the yeah. optics are horrible. People, so many, like you know, all the organizations of domestic violence or not sexual abuse and all that stuff. People, there's a lot of groups that are very, very upset. I mean, there's a lot of fans that are upset here. 
Yeah. And yeah. I'm telling you, if, you know, not people haven't even talked about this, but wait for the if he's out there playing that first week, you, you watch all the picketers, all the groups that are going to be outside the stadium complaining, mm-hmm. and, and it, it's going to be there, you know. And and then and if these civil suits go to go to go to trial and and that, and I'm and I'll be very interested to see if he pays off what if he you know. That's what these celebrities do in these cases. They pay, they pay these people off, right? Right. To be quiet and go away. And the second he does that, what are the Browns going to do? Are they going to? Yeah. Are they? We got. You're basically admitting your guilt, right? Right. Some respect. And the are, Browns, as an organization, has just funded that. Exactly. And what? And are the Browns just going to kind of just? You know, my guess is they will probably just play the well. We can't discuss a legal yeah. matter like that, sure. and we're just moving on and but it's it's a horrible look it's a horrible look 22 cases of, that's just our accusations Ugh, rough i'll be honest if i keep hearing that deshaun if he has why he want to go to pittsburgh and there's some merit to pittsburgh with p- picking him up but i've heard behind the scenes uh just a rumor i'm not saying this is 100 true but i heard the Rooney's. Although they appreciate Ben, they love Ben, they love that Ben seems to have reformed his life in the last 10, 15 years. I still think some of that sting of what they went through when Ben was going for his stuff, you know, they were like, oop, not going to touch this, even though, you know, Ben yeah, seems to reform. Think about that. That was a yeah. one instant. That was one in. I mean, I think there are rumors of more, but that was one official yeah. accusation, right? He got it. Well, I think there were two different. Was it two? Okay. It was a Georgia yeah. thing, and then there was a Vegas thing. Okay, so two instances like of that. He got six games. What do yeah. you do if you're Roger Goodell? What do you do? Twenty-two people <laughs> accusing it. I mean, I mean, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if he gets six games or eight games, I, you know, and then think I, you know, a lot of people saying, well, wait a second. He got six games, and this guy's getting eight for twenty times more. Right, right. And yeah, you, you know, and the whole Ben thing got crazy because it wasn't just the allegations. He almost died in the uh, motorcycle wreck. I mean, yeah, literally, I that. it was just wild. Do you think? Well, think of that and help me out. I think I know the answer to this, but say he got suspended for the year, he loses one year of contract, right? You know, I. That's a good question. I don't. I mean, there's got to be so many things yeah. the Browns are protected on that if he gets suspended by the league or if there's some sort of legal reason why he can't play, I, they have to be protected in some respect. I well, my guess my guess is this guaranteed money is based on if he plays, if he can play. Okay, that's just a guess by me. I don't know. There was a place where I had read. But since I read that, I know that there have been adjustments to whatever the whole deal was. But one of the places was suggesting that the first year's contract was actually incredibly small. Well, one uh, million yeah, dollar yeah. contract. I heard something. that too. Yeah, I did hear that. So too. that if that, if that were taken up, he actually takes less of a hit financially, which to me also reeks of an understanding of guilt and an expectation of possibly losing most, if not all, of that season. Yep. Yeah, because the rule it's a is, bad look. Yeah. <laughs> if he gets suspended, you lose that portion of your salary, not to guarantee. Right. And apparently, he's only making a million a year to protect that from a suspension. One final thing I was thinking about, Mark, too, is what do the Browns do if, okay, you have all these allegations from Houston, 
And, and the, I'm rooting for Deshaun Watson in person. I'm really, you know, as a Steelers guy, I'm not rooting for him to beat the Steelers on the field. But I want the guy to be okay off the field. I'm not rooting for more stuff. But, Mark, what happens if there's an allegation in Cleveland? I mean, do the Browns just say, hey, we got to let it play out? Or the Browns say, oh, my gosh, you know, enough of this. You know, I mean. Well, I, what happens is that you, Webster's Dictionary should create a new definition for the stupidest person in America. Yeah, for Haslam. I mean, if this yeah. guy can't, you know, just whatever, stay out of any, you know, any sort of situation, if he can't do that, then you got a serious I mean, a serious problem if something emerges in Cleveland, but you got to be, well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, you would just do that, you know what At I mean? At this point, you just have to do, you have to do what you have to do to protect yourself from getting into any situation like oh, that. Oh, yeah, just, but, you know, don't do anything. Well, and believe us, and because we're members of the media, we're not, you know, Browns fans or Steelers fans. If something happens in Mark's area, the news show will cover it. <laughs> if no, something yeah. happens, it's going to be covered. And no one's going to protect Deshaun Watson. And yeah. I've already seen some investigative sources on the Cleveland TV alleging that stuff's happening. So it's going to be crazy. All right. Well, Mark, real quick. We're going just a little bit over. So very quickly, it was fun. NFL coach Brandon Staley from LA Chargers was a former sports clerk. I guess he worked with me. He was an employee of yours, Mark. Uh, it's fun to see that he's actually... Doing well. The Chargers didn't have a great year, but it's cool to say we used to work with an NFL head coach. Do we have any other sports clerks that are part of your coaching tree? Are, are you going to start saying NFL coaches <laughs> out there from being sports clerks? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, you know, we don't have sports clerks anymore. We just, yeah, yeah. We just, we, we, like we, just do, uh, we get all our scores via email, and you know, <laughs> Brandon was a good guy. He I, we we had him at the news Herald when he was still in high school. You know. Uh, Serious kid, good kid, hard worker, and you know, him and I reconnected when he was much older as an assistant coach at John Carroll. Did a fantastic job there. That parlayed to some great NFL success. And that guy, I mean, he really shot up the NFL ranks. And he's a, I think he's got a, hey, look, he's got a quarterback. And yes. that's oh, yeah. When you got a quarterback in the NFL, you got a shot. So, yeah, yeah, Herbert and everything. Um, I got to tell you, Mark, I, I'm feeling old and you should feel old too when we're saying old sports clerks of ours are yeah. not NFL head coaches. I mean, holy crap. <laughs> He's a young it. guy. Still is young guy. We'll say that. So. Yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> that Mark, better. it's been fun to catch up. It's been way too long, man. Absolutely. We got to start talking, not even just on podcasts. So we got to catch up soon. Sure. Um, yeah, but thanks for checking us out here on the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com's Pittsburgh Solar Power Half Hour, talking Mitch Trubisky, Cleveland Browns, and um, more reasons why my guest Mark. You no, know, guys, we really, really didn't even touch the fact that that first game in Cleveland when Trubisky comes back to Cleveland as a Pittsburgh Steeler, how cool that's going to be, and how all the subplots and storylines that week, and oh yeah. I mean, that's going to be really cool. Something something really special, I think, for him and his family. Well, we've got a show. Mark, well, I'll be on the phone yeah. with you right before that. I mean, For sure. Like, give me a holler. We can talk yeah. more about that. That would be great. Yeah, we can't blow our show ideas one week. We, we've there you got go. to find some more stuff. <laughs> there you go. You've got to check our archive, Mark. Um, last year, we we had the tapers very early, and they 
aired them six days later. So kind of our response was instead of analyzing the games, we just made fun of the cities and the teams <laughs> that the Steelers played next. So there you go. Check out when we made fun of the Browns. You may not call me after. I didn't mention your name, but I we were kind of mean. To All, right. Now, so. All right, Mark. All right. Hang on for a second real quick. Thanks for checking our show out. Have a great day, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.